One of the things that I hear a lot of times um, from individuals is that, well, you know, I I am l- well lubricated. Like, I desire uh, to be with my partner, etc. And I'm like, yeah, it's not about what your body's doing. It's about enhancing the feelings and reducing um, any type of friction. Welcome to Honey Do Me, a podcast that goes into the bedroom and beyond. Hosted by Emma Norman and Cass Anderson. Here at Honey Do Me, we don't have all the answers. So we chat with experts, educators, and badass changemakers to get them. We are here to remind our listeners and ourselves that what we're going through is normal. That we are worthy of love and pleasure. And that we are all in this together. So tell us, honey, how do you do you? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> hello. You can drop a lot of octaves. I can. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. You're probably good at star 69. Oh, <laughs> for some reason, I was like, I don't know what that has to do with 69ing, but apparently I need to go listen to that episode again because no. I'm not doing it right. Prank calling. Ah, ah, never heard it called that. Um, I did play the stand up bass growing up. So I think Shut I. Up. You I, did? I wish I was kidding. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I was the only girl in school. I was the only person in school, actually, that played well, the stand-up Well, they're so big. Bass. They're large. <laughs> I was in seventh grade, and I had to carry it to school. Um, oh God. And it was too large for me. And I have this vivid memory of me struggling to get across like the quad. Um, and the principal made direct eye contact with me and then looked away. Oh my God. <laughs> and just let me struggle. But yeah, I did play the stand-up bass, so I think I dropped my voice uh, to be in sync. <laughs> that's that's sick. It's sick. So why don't you play it anymore? Um, Great question. Um, I didn't even know you were musical. I'm not. That's why. <laughs> that's that's why. why I don't play it. But our friend does have a pin of me. Um, oh my god! That is a picture god. of me playing the bass. So if you ask I want her, a pin. Um, there's have... only one in existence, <laughs> and I gave it to her for her birthday. Well, we can switch. I have pins of me playing softball. Oh, cool! <laughs> we can switch. We can switch. If you want Honey Do Me merch, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> it's going to be stand up bass and softball. Yeah, are clearly uh, very telling of our personalities. Yeah, we really grew into those hobbies. Oh my god, that's really funny. Okay, I'm going to have to find that pin of yours. Yeah. So how are you? I'm doing okay. Um, today I got my second round of my Gardasil shot. One less? <laughs> Funny you should say that. <laughs> that was my catchphrase in middle school. <laughs> so I don't know if everyone remembers, but they used to have very cool commercials. Oh, they were fantastic. For, like the start of feminism. For, for Gardasil. <laughs> it was my feminist awakening. It was. It was. It just, you wanted to unite. Yeah. And their saying was, one less... But then they would be doing the stomping with it, too. I want to be one less, one less. Yes. Uh, it was so cool. And one, I had no idea what it meant. But two... You don't know what you were one I less of. I needed to be a part of the movement. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, do you remember those checkerboard uh, vans? I mean, they're still a thing. Yeah. Do they're you like- <laughs> remember? Back in my day, those slip-on checkerboard vans. <laughs> do you remember those? Do you remember those? Anyway, I had those, and in all the white boxes, I filled in one less, um, just so everyone would know that I was here for them. 
And you are one less. And I, well, now I am. Cervical cancer has nothing on you. Has nothing on me because I am an ally (laughs) for for your vagina. For my cervix. For my cervix. I am And your cervix. And your cervix. And your cervix. Because together we are one less. Yes. Oh my God. Um, so that's a really fun. So it's just full circle. You know, today I finally I'm finally closing that circle on what I started in middle school. I think it's three shots. Yeah. Okay. Well, three months from now I will be closing the circle on what I started in middle school. You get it. You get it, right? You fucking get it. Anyway, so I'm doing great. Living high, living life. How about you? Today sucked. (laughs) You know, I feel like every time we come on here, we're like, we're doing so good. I'm not doing so good. Except in the beginning, we were constantly like, I'm okay, but. I guess that's true. (laughs) We have always been That's why we stopped doing (laughs) check-ins, because we were constantly saying how terrible our days were going. I mean, I would say overall, I'm doing really well. Okay. I'm getting a puppy. Um, yeah, you A are. new lease on life. <laughs> a new lease on know. life, are you? No. Signed that up. part's not going so well. <laughs> Jesus. I'm struggling with health concerns, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be okay. Why did you Because you're suck? one less. Because I'm one less. Um, I don't know. I just kind of woke up frustrated. Not sexually uh. frustrated, but just frustrated in general. So there's really no outlet for that. Um, yeah. I've heard cosmically there's something going on, <laughs> so that could be the result of it. Um, but yeah, just frustrated. It's okay to not be okay. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Cass. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm Cass. so happy that you're here to tell us that. <laughs> it's okay not to be it's okay. Okay, you said it wrong. <laughs> I said it right. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to... Excuse me? I don't know. No, finish your fucking it's sentence. It's a hard day. Finish your sentence. It's okay. It's okay to not be okay. That's what I just said. <laughs> Play it back. Radio man. Steve. <laughs> Where's our audio? Play it back. You're going to take this out, right? No, I'm keeping it. <laughs> Fuck. I'm showing you wrong. <sighs> anyway, but you know who is a doctor? Dr. Tanya Bass. The person that we have on today to talk about... I feel like we all need to be talking more about incorporating lube into every and any sexual practice that we have. Because sometimes it's the Sahara Desert down there. Sometimes it is, and sometimes it's not, mm-hmm. but it won't last long. Like, I can be wet in the beginning, but mm-hmm. it's not going to last that long. And wetness does not always indicate sexual arousal or the other way around. So you can be aroused and not wet. And that's totally normal. Yeah. So bringing lube and making it more of a normalized um, accessory <laughs> into sexual practice. You know what my favorite accessory is? A Hello. nice bottle of silicone lube. <laughs> bottle. But really, when I started incorporating lube into my masturbation practice, game changer. It just felt, it just feels better. Yeah. It feels more exciting. Um, and Tan- Dr. Tanya goes over... Just how it can enhance your sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we can't wait for you to hear this one and get all lubed up because that's <laughs> all you're going to want to do after you hear this. Uh, yep. Yep. See you next. See you after. Here's to a wet Wednesday. <laughs> Ew. Or Bye. Tuesday, whatever day it is. Whatever. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. And um, my name is Tanya Bass. Um, just 
took on the new name of Dr. Bass. I have a degree in human sexuality. My background is actually um, primarily started in public health and um, health education and really started focusing on sexuality education. I uh, created because I do love teaching and I do love learning. And over the years of going to different conferences, um, kind of siloed, like looking at HIV prevention or pregnancy prevention, a lot of prevention-based and then trying to look at more holistic conferences, I decided to create my, um, become the founder of my own conference here in North Carolina, um, the North Carolina Sexual Health Conference, where I wanted to bring in different disciplines of professionals and community people Mm -hmm. to learn about sex and sexuality to help them become better professionals, better for themselves, and um, better to support the community and their families. So I'm a founder of the conference and really excited to be with you both. Oh, that's such important work. That's so amazing that you started that out there. And congratulations. Yes. And congratulations, <laughs> Dr. Tanya. That's amazing. Thank you. Yes. Well, today we really want to talk with you about lube because I found an article and you went off about lube and it was just, I think we need to know more about it. So can you start us off with why do we need to use lube in sex? I mean, why not? Like, I can't think of any reasons why not, but I think the reasons that stand out most is because like sex is a lot of rubbing of skin and friction and in a good way, Mm -hmm. um, but it can sometimes not be good and it can be enhanced like the sensations that people feel in their body parts. I think lube just adds value to that. I think another thing about lube is when you reduce that friction or um, it's not even about you know, um, a person, like one of the things that I hear a lot of times, um, from individuals is that, well, you know, I, I am well lubricated. Like I desire, uh, to be with my partner, et cetera. And I'm like, yeah, it's not about what your body's doing. It's about enhancing the feelings and reducing, um, any type of friction. And so I'm totally an advocate for lube because it's going to smooth things out, make things flow better. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak and, um, heighten, the ability to feel what's happening in those nerve endings a little bit better in our, in our, in our genitalia. Mm -hmm. Why do you feel like lube has kind of this awkward connotation and like kind of like a shameful thing? Like, I feel like it's still awkward for me to introduce it into my sex practices sometimes with partners. I think that that is something we've been socialized because oftentimes when people use lube, it's kind of in a medical setting. Like if you've ever had, um, you know, a bimanual exam um, or uh, uh, even sometimes a vaginal ultrasound, it just seems like you only use lube when it's in a medical situation. Oh, that's how people were introduced to it. And it, it's, it was never, at least for me, my experience was like, it was never cute, sexy, or pretty. It was just like, oh, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, yes. That was literally the sound. Oh, yeah. that yeah. made. <laughs> and it wasn't also um, very pleasant, probably, experience or something you desire. So I think we've been socialized to see it as something um, medical. And that means that something might be wrong Yeah. versus you want it to go right. And I think that's the thinking we need to have is like, we just want this to go right. We want it to be better. Mm-hmm. That's, that makes so much sense. I've never thought of it in that way, but when you said like, and so we think of it as something being wrong that clicked for me and it was like, Oh my God, mm-hmm. I totally have that belief inside of me, even though I've been using lube, it's like, 
I still feel a little weird about it. And that's totally it. Yeah, because yeah. I have one that's a pump and I totally feel clinical. Like I'm about to just go inspect <laughs> something when I like get it out. And I'm like, pump, or like pump. hand sanitizer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes that feels a little awkward to bring out because like you said, it, maybe it means that something's wrong. So with partners, you're like, I'm not bringing this out because I can't get wet. It's because I want to keep enjoying our pleasure. Yes. But that's not a belief that I feel like everyone's super aware of yet mm-hmm. with Lou. Yeah. And I think um, I've done some work um, in the previous years, um, very much centered around prevention. And we were talking about people using um, external condoms in particular. And so if we think about um, the penis, um, specifically if someone was using a condom on the penis and using an external condom, that people would talk about discomfort. One of the ways that um, I had to really think about it in my prevention world is like lube also helps with the um, sometimes the lack of connection people feel or sensitivity they feel when they're using those external condoms. And we wouldn't tell, I know in the beginning I wasn't trained and I didn't think about it because I was so robotic, is it like robotic and like use lube, use condoms. But I never just went into details until I started saying, actually you can put lube on the inside or on the shaft of your penis before you roll the condom down and then after, and you can put it on the outside of this condom. But it took me years to finally realize, like, I should be saying that. Like, I should not just say, use lube and condoms with no context, no instructions, and send people on their merry way. (laughs) I was shocked when you, when I learned, I learned this a few years ago, that like, to put lube on the penis directly, like, before putting on the condom, or put lube, like, in the condom, I guess. Um, that kind of shocked me. So can we clarify then, like pre-lubricated condoms, that's not enough lube, right? For some people, it might not be. And I mean, in theory, when we're thinking about some of the pre-lubricated um, condoms, when we're thinking about lube in general, the first lube we think about is water-based because that's kind of like the gold standard. We know it works, et cetera, but it's still water-based, which means it may start drying out or evaporating. So it may not give you as much slip or comfort, or you might need more than what's in that package. Cause they only could put so much to, mm-hmm. you know, once they package these um, external condoms. So it's nothing wrong with having a little more. Mm-hmm. I think about it too, like with my hair, I know this sounds like really strange, but um, I'm what people would say like natural hair. Like, so I don't have any chemical or anything, but I do have product in my hair. And so what I've learned is like, especially with silicone or any real products, even your like lotions is something called slip. Like if it has a good slip, like your finger, you, you know, your hair will go through your fingers. Like even if you use a good conditioner, you know, when you have a good conditioner, cause it makes your hair very smooth and soft and it has that slip. And so you want that same kind of slip in a sense, in my opinion, I love. I'll speak for me. I would love to have that slip and that ease of feeling good um, when I'm using lube. So Mm -hmm. yeah, add some more to it. I actually had no idea that you could put lube inside of the condom or on the penis first before. So it wouldn't make the condom like slipperier, more slippery to like roll off inside. No, it actually makes it roll on better. And then because there's like, in a sense, a, a layer of lube between um, the penis and the condom. So like during intercourse or any, whatever activity you're engaging in, there's going to be some moisture in that slip, like that 
that wetness in, in a sense in between the actual skin. So it may even in height, heighten the feeling. So I can't guarantee it for everybody, mm-hmm. but for many people, they say it feels much better. Wow. Well, that's a fun new trick. Yeah. I mean, I can't try it, but I can pass it along. Yeah. Right. Share the information. Share the information. And so you also mentioned kind of like stuff can dry out. And I know we were specifically talking about condoms, but in terms of lube and like reapplying lube when you're using it, is that something that you find helps or is it just a one and done or do you constantly got to keep it up? I think it depends on the kind that you use. And so, again, we've been highly socialized to love and adore water base. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. But I also think it's important. So when I was talking about that slip, um, there's some silicone base loose. If you're okay with using, you know, medical grade silicone um, and still silicone that you put in your body, but that um, it gives you more slip. So it's not going to it it may never like really because it's not it's, it's not water based so it just keeps that slippery you know feeling more than water based because eventually that's going to start evaporating and then there are some hybrid lubricants that are really dope that have both water based and silicone so you get a little bit of that slip and that feeling of um water base and I, I think those are pretty cool so reapplying wouldn't necessarily have to occur when you're using a silicone or a hybrid um but it's still cool to reapply if you're using water base i want to talk about like what types of lube to use in different situations but i think first i want to ask when should we be using lube and are there any times when we shouldn't be using lube I'm definitely a proponent of any type of anal penetration. Mm-hmm. Lube, 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 <laughs> lube, period. Yeah. Right? You just have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do what you wish, but I think it would be helpful yeah. to do so. Right. Um, if there's going to be some vaginal penetration, depending on what you're using, like I know what some digital play, some people use um, – like gloves, like um, non-latex or even sometimes latex gloves. And for me, like even when I think about latex condoms, it's kind of like, and the only word I can think of is abrasive. And I know that sounds really, really harsh, but yes. Um, (laughs) Like I want to be harsh, but also I'm trying to be gentle, but it's like, it's like, it's so like, if you ever put on a glove, it's just like, "Eh." (laughs) and so I think if you're going to use latex condoms, latex gloves, or um, finger cots, um, you should, anything that doesn't come pre-lubricated, I think it's better to use um, lubricant. With some of the other materials like polyurethane, so I'm still thinking about more so vaginal penetration or anal penetration as well. Um, uh, There's like non-latex gloves like polyisoprene or polyurethane. They tend to be a little bit softer, but I still think if it's not lubricated, to actually lubricate it. And then you could get a little fancier, um, you know, a little special lubricants when you're not using a latex um, material because some of the other ones can withstand using like silicone or glycerin better than the latex and still have that slip and that natural feeling. So I'm like, so when shouldn't you? I have no thoughts. Maybe oral. Like if you're putting your mouth on someone's uh, genitalia, you might not need that because your mouth pretty much is going to be lubricating. But they do make some flavored ones. Mm -hmm. And so if you're down with that, I think, once again, still not a reason not to. Right. Yeah. So 
you were talking about like using certain lubes with certain types of like latex. So can you not use certain lubes with like condoms? Yeah. So like anything that's oil based for sure, mm-hmm. you can't use with latex because it's going to um, really break it down. And I know the golden rule is nothing oil based on any type of barrier method, whether it's latex or not. But I've done some, um, there's been some research on, you know, how likely a a non-latex condom, whether it's polyisoprene or polyurethane will break down with something like glycerin. So glycerin is kind of like a oil, but not really. And so you can use that. So like um, the internal condom or what some people refer to as the female condom, the FC2 condom, it is lubricated and comes with a little extra packet sometimes of glycerin. So we know that can be used on some non-latex condoms and then the silicone as well. And then I was like a little bit fancy. I mean, some people like to use natural oil-based lubricant like Mm -hmm. coconut oil. Like you shouldn't use a lot. Like that's the other thing. Like people think you need gobs of (laughs) any of the lube. But we know that um, that wouldn't necessarily break down a non-latex condom. And we don't advise that for a latex condom. But we also want you to know what's going to, you know, happen, like what could potentially happen to, you know, with any type of bacteria or mm-hmm. et cetera um, in the, the vagina or in the anus. But right. yeah. And so we've touched on, I feel like maybe all of them, but could we list them really quick, the specific types of lube? So you said water, silicone, hybrid, 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 oil. glycerin, aloe so there's some that's like you know aloe vera we actually were looking on tiktok about different lube videos and we saw one where somebody literally cut like a part of their aloe vera plant and was like scraping out of it and then was like use this would that be safe or do you recommend buying like an aloe vera based lube i personally would recommend purchasing an aloe vera base lube but I mean I know a lot of people make different things at home and they have you know different even for remedies so I don't want to knock it it's just I know I wouldn't be good to do that because yeah. I, I just wouldn't know how my body would respond to that and I don't even know how acidic or if aloe overall like natural aloe vera like straight from the plant would have any you know impact on the ph balance it looked right. chunky in the yeah, video. it just looked like a lot. <laughs> like it just was going on. It didn't look smooth. No, like you'd need to strain it. Yeah, or yes. something. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> but oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, but coconut oil. Yeah, you going. also mentioned that. So that's safe to use. So many times it can be safe depending on where you purchase it. And you got to know your body. Like, so I know um, several friends who are like, stop trying to use coconut. Like when they're like non-consensual use of coconut, <laughs> <laughs> coconut oil. But like it, it, it really depends. And you wouldn't, again, you can't use a whole um, lot of it. And I think for the most part, it's better like um, if whomever is using it to rub the oil and like kind of like you would do if you were lotioning up on themselves mm-hmm. and not use it as an actual like lubricant. Yeah, so use it right. to kind of moisturize um, and soften the skin in the area that you're going to use it on, mm-hmm. both not just like you would a regular lube. Okay, that and like avocado oil. And not inside. Yeah. Yeah. Because like usually if we're thinking about folks who have vulvas and vaginas to like use it as a moisturizer around mm-hmm. the vulva, but not 
inside of the vagina. Here, I'm seeing your face. You're like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't, even if you told me go for it, I feel like I still would be scared to put coconut oil up there. And that would not be condom safe. Correct. Not latex. But not latex at all. Okay. Are most of the condoms that I'm buying at the store latex or is there like a section that I should be looking at for non-latex condoms? Literally most of them are. I mean, we know it works. We know it's tried and true. Mm-hmm. They've been around the longest. There had to be some efficacy. So the first, well, let me back that up. Originally, probably the first condoms were not latex, which were the land skin. Right. Mm-hmm. We learned about them, which is nothing wrong with using them. But you kind of like, well, you know, if you're trying to prevent pregnancy or disease transmission, mm-hmm. then you probably don't want to use those. So yeah. it's kind of like, hmm. <laughs> And then the next one was the polyisoprene, which is, I have one right there, but I normally have it here, but so far away. <laughs> but but um, it's, a, it's, you know, available in Lifestyle and other uh, product or companies, but it, it looks just like the regular condom, but it's in a different packaging and it'll clearly say non-latex condom. And the only way people know what it's actually made out of is they flip it over on the back because most people to see non-latex and be like, okay, cool, because mm-hmm. that's what I want to use. And I encourage non-latex condoms because I think they tend to feel more natural and um, have less of that abrasion, <laughs> that abrasive <laughs> feel that I was talking about yeah. mm-hmm. with latex condoms. And I think they take Tulu really well. Okay. Not that latex doesn't, but I just feel like it feels more silky, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, I'll have to do more research next time I... Go buy condoms, whatever the fuck that'll be. Um. (laughs) I have been wondering this for a very long time. I guess it applies to both lube and condoms. Should you be using them for shower sex? Like, can you use a condom for shower sex? And should you be using lube? Yeah. I mean, if you're having sex and you want to be mindful of um, pregnancy or disease transmission, it would be perfectly fine to use... um, a condom in the shower like most people aren't fully like full-on bathing in the shower either like they literally have bathed and then we'll have sex or having sex and then we'll bathe like it mm-hmm. might be some play in between but i think you probably focused on one thing at a time yeah. but you know people do <laughs> many things mm-hmm. but i don't think like i don't know of any real reason outside of like i was just thinking about bathing potentially um, some type of antibacterial soap getting inside mm-hmm. one of your body parts. But yeah, most people don't even use, I mean, I guess some people use antibacterial soap, but we know that we shouldn't put anything too harsh and strong down mm-hmm. in our genital area anyway. So I think it's perfectly fine to do that. So you're you're not probably using water-based lube in the shower. Right, because right. it's definitely going to wash off. Mm-hmm. So anything else? Silicone takes a little work to to get off. Like if you've, I did this. I took silicone lube, was one of my favorite products, um, <laughs> to class to give away, and I took um, the bottle. It comes in a gorgeous, like uh, what do you call it, perfume bottle. Oh, cute! And so I was like all happy to show my class and telling them like, you don't want to drop this on the floor because it will be slippery for days and da 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 da. And guess what? I put it on the table and it rolled, uh. <laughs> and it broke. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God. So we thought, like, we really were, like, cleaning it and spraying it. 
And like the next few days, and I was so worried because I teach nighttime class. So I was like, oh God, whoever walks by. And it's like right near the door, like coming oh in. And it would be the instructor primarily. Like everybody had to walk past it, but the, the direction that was in, like definitely the instructor probably would have stepped in it. And I was like, if somebody slips, I'm so much trouble and then I slipped I, I didn't fall but it was still slippery a couple mm-hmm. like so I taught like every other day and so this might have probably happened maybe on the Monday and by that Wednesday it was still a little bit slippery so oh my wow. gosh you have to throw Gilgo some sand down salt yes some salt down you know break it up <laughs> a cat litter or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have heard that some people will so we talked about like oral right and how sometimes mm-hmm. your mouth is wet enough and you wouldn't need to use lube but is spit like a possible substitute for lube and I don't like this question because I personally hate spit but (laughs) I want to ask it so there's so many schools of thought in that and I'm trying to figure out like I'm trying to be the best professional I can be but I have so many thoughts that conflict with so there's a message and I want to say it even came one time from the CDC like spit is not lube and we know that but, like, spit was the original lube, I, I think. Like, when we think mm-hmm. about um, even self-pleasure, people probably use that. I've, well, I've seen it. Maybe it's in mm-hmm. porn and maybe mm-hmm. it was too much. But I had definitely, you know, have seen that and I've heard people talk about it. So, with that, my first thought from the more prevention side is something is always better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? So, spit is not lube. But something is always better than nothing and that's the school that I'm in and I know some of my friends are gonna just come for me (laughs) but I just live that I'm sorry Mm -hmm. but it is not the best thing to you so but if you don't have anything else what can you do Mm -hmm. and part of the reason uh, um, along you know it's fit when I think about it um, especially if you're being penetrated and, and you have a vagina vaginally again there's a there's that challenge of overgrowth of bacteria like the mouth has bacteria saliva has um a ph balance that might not coincide with what's going on with your vaginal flora and I know there were several studies being conducted around um bacterial vaginosis occurrences Mm -hmm. and oral sex so yeah so it's not the ideal but like what if you don't have anything else what do you do Mm -hmm. I love that perspective because I love coming at things from a like a realistic point of view so it's like yeah sometimes that's what people are going to do so how can we reduce as much harm as possible like a harm reduction perspective the harm reduction Mm -hmm. lens is something is better than nothing Mm -hmm. so am I going to go and like lose it if I'm counseling someone and they're like I use spit and I'm not I mean I'm like well did you have anything else can I give you some lube you know Mm -hmm. for some people it could tell like if it freaks you out like it's gonna be like ooh, I don't want to do this anymore Mm -hmm, like you might lose the desire because you're just like did you just spit on me me. you're supposed to ask (laughs) (laughs) also I just don't think I could do that sexy at all I would just (laughs) cling to the chin it's something to practice It's like, what are you doing? Nothing. Bring a hanky. Just spit up. (laughs) God. So one more other question that popped into my head um, is in middle school, which is so young, but it's true. Oh, the fire and ice condoms, fire and ice lube were like huge. 
And so I kind of want to go over that. Are those like a thing? Should those be like steered away from or are those a good tool to use to like spice it up? Listen, I'm going to also go with to each his own. I'm not going to yuck anybody's <laughs> yum. I was not a fan of that, those products because like some people really enjoyed them. They were kind of like, oh, so cool. Other people were like, I'm on fire. <laughs> or like, it's just like, this is not pleasurable. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we can use natural products like ice. We can learn how to mm-hmm. utilize ice or utilize um, mints, you know, something, but then I'm still thinking about sugar, yeah. but like, you know, <laughs> right. other things to do that. But I think it was a market for it for a while mm-hmm. until people realized this is actually not what I wanted to experience. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I was, Cause I don't even see commercials. It used to be commercials. Yeah. All the time. They really trying to sell that stuff. And now I, don't, I haven't seen it in a while. I definitely haven't seen commercials for it. So I'm sure there are probably some still out there but people were just like yeah no yeah because i can't picture it being too pleasurable on the inside which is if it's on the condom it's going to stay on the inside and so on the outside maybe like stimulation you know temperature play stuff but inside i wouldn't know how to get rid of that feeling after i was done having it and so that's what has always scared me about those condoms i think because the other one was um they had that one that was one brand. And then they had another brand that was called warming lube. And I think I still see that one, but mm-hmm. it's usually like, it's not a bunch of, it's just like, oh, like there's two, <laughs> there's two packs there. They're probably from 2009. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. But do you encourage warming up lube? I've heard that trick a couple times. Yeah. I think that, cause like, again, I always think about the medical, like, and it's cold and gross. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I think that you could like do that or like, even if you, you know, did it within your hands mm-hmm. um, to just kind of like take the chill off. Cause it is going to be cold. Right. Could I you... find that the silicone, it's still cold, but like, even if you just do like this really fast, it seems like, um, I don't know if it's considered a heat conductor or whatever, but it's like, it becomes your, the, the, the temperature of your hands really fast. Like you feel it come on and then you're like, Oh. Is it still there? <laughs> Is there a it's way? It's nice. That's why I like doing this. Because uh-huh. it feels yeah. so. <laughs> it does. That's how I warm up my lube when I'm going for it. I know. I'm just like, like, do I have any right here? <laughs> Let me check. Okay. I oh, I do have some lube. You want to see Woo-hoo! some? Yes, yeah. Please. I mean, not that it's like. Nah, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's fancy. Which one is this one? This one is Babeland. Oh, I got this one free from Afrosexology. Um, I signed up to get like free sex toys. And this one is a purified water with cellulose. So it's a natural. Oh, it's got some green tea and a little sunflower seed. It's pretty fancy. (laughs) Okay. I clearly haven't opened it. It's brand new. (laughs) I was like, oh, let's see what it does. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Let's see. Oh, isn't that nice? Oh, Ooh, that's, that's wow. going to have a good slip. Yeah. So that definitely was cold, but already it's like warm. I mean, like okay. I can feel it. And it actually has a really good slip to be water-based. Yeah. And it's not like sticky, sticky. Mm-hmm. Like if you keep rubbing and rubbing, it's sticky but smooth. And you can use it for chafing, but you know, okay. different places. There's so many. You can put it in your hair. Like, I've actually used it in my hair. Um, okay. So that's what I was telling you about, like, the slip that comes in different products. I noticed that you get this feeling 
when you use um, some of the silicone base. And so that's Uberloop. Talk about a three in one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's really useful. It is really useful. So if you're wanting to take part in a little bit of temperature play, could you warm the lube up a little more beyond just rubbing it in your hands? I think you could, but I don't know if it would. I don't think, cause I don't think it would change. Mm -hmm. Like I would probably not, of course, microwave or anything like that, <laughs> but I probably would like have a bowl of like really hot water and then like, cause okay. this is easy cause it's glass. Just mm -hmm. let it sit in there and, and do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I might try that tonight to see how warm it can actually get. Um, I'll email you. Yes, yes you know. please do. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I, I don't would, know I, what you would do with this. You probably could do the same thing because the bottle's pretty substantial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah I but I feel small... like you could do that over and over in this bottle because depending on how hot your water was. Right. Totally. I have a small little plastic one and I was always curious because I kind of want to play with temperature with that, but I don't really know how beyond just mm -hmm. maybe sticking it in water, I guess, like you're yeah. saying. So, yeah, because I can't. I don't want to melt that, so. Right, you don't want to. <laughs> that would like, be you bad. You can't put that in the microwave. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the only other one. thing I was going to say is if you wanted, you could also make it cold, right? If that oh, was the type of temperature play you were going for. Okay. okay. Oh, that'd be chilly. That'd be fun. <laughs> Titillating. Titillating. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about how silicone can be kind of messy to clean up, and I guess I want to go over yes. like a cleanup process after you've used lube. Cause I know when I use it masturbating, I get scared that I'm going to get a yeast infection. So like I'm immediately mm -hmm. getting in the shower after. So is there a thorough process to use after using lube or can you kind of just let it sit on your body? Like what should we be doing? I mean, it's not going to hurt you if it's just thinking about it. Like, even I think about like my hands, like, but like with that last one, I mean, you can even see mm -hmm, kind of a shiny. shimmer on mm -hmm. my hand from the silicone and like, I'm, it still feels like it's so soft. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think like you definitely, if you can, like for hands, use soap and water. Um, if you, you know, with the, um, in the genital area, it's just really, I think it's about using warm water and also wiping the wiping is what's really important because you're just trying to remove it. Not like hard wiping, mm -hmm. but just making sure you're wiping it off. Or even like if you have um, wipes of some sort um, to use that to um, kind of cleanse the area. But I yeah, have... I don't think anything's going to happen, especially with this, this water-based. Most okay. people don't want the silicone to kind of like stay mm -hmm. um, on them as, as long, but it, that's why the wiping it matters. Okay. I have... Um... They're called quickies from Lovability, and they're like these little wipes, and they're wipes. one so cute, and two they work really well. So I okay. do recommend do. those. Mm -hmm. I love after, them. Like lube, like you can everything clean up, maybe. Yeah, okay. everything yeah. clean up. They're really nice. <laughs> Don't limit it just to lube. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything we haven't touched on with lube that you think would be important to bring up? The only thing I can think of is just like try what works for you, and um, whomever you're gonna being um playing around with having fun mm -hmm. with because you know you kind of want things to be like it might you might like it but they might not like the, the way it feels so right I think you just need to to play around with it and I like I mix my hair products I wouldn't say like mix up some lube like maybe mm -hmm. like how I don't know I'm not gonna do it again because I'll do it again <laughs> but I wonder like how would it be if I mix these two together yeah, I want to. I want to try silicone lube. I've never tried that. Just be a scientist. Yeah, move it all. Right, just say <laughs> now. How does this feel? Okay, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> Squirt more in there. Right. What a fun time. <laughs> well, where can our listeners connect with you after the episode? 
Yeah, they can find me on Instagram at my new name, Dr. Tanya M. Bass, on Instagram and slide in my DMs. And my website is tanyambass.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Dr. Tanya. This was so, so much fun. You're wonderful. (laughs) Y'all are pretty fun too. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Scatting. Excuse me while I scat. Excuse me while I scat. That kind of sounds like I'm pooping. (laughs) It does, while I leave a bit of scat on this here trail. (laughs) I saw some scat on a trail because I was just in Arizona. Yeah, you were. So Living it up. Getting hot and heavy. (laughs) I don't know. Getting hot and sunburned. Um, You didn't get sunburned. Don't lie to them. Emma did a great job with reapplying her sunscreen. She forgot water, but she reapplied her sunscreen. All of those things are true. All of that's true. And what's also true is that I want to thank Dr. Tanya for being on the episode today and giving us a whole good old wet and wild rundown (laughs) on lube. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Thank you for putting up with that sentence. And if you have a few minutes, head over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. It means the absolute world to us. Um, If this is the episode that's going to get you to leave a review, I would say leave the water droplets, but we've said that before. So do like a glass of milk. <laughs> Ew, why? There's like a lotion know. bottle. Yeah, do the lotion bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know. <laughs> Leave a glass of milk on the counter. Let me know your milk you wet. <laughs> ah! Oh, that was so gross. <laughs> I don't know. Milk. It's only gross if you make it gross. It, well, you. Okay, you're right. You're right. I did that. That's on you. That was me. That was me. Thank you for taking responsibility for once. We are going to take a break for a week and not speak to each other. So have a great rest of your week, Mm -hmm. listeners. See you next time.